Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every single day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me here in Auckland City for day 144 of 365 days of Bible reading. Great to have you here with me on every platform, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I'm excited about today. Let's have a look at what scriptures we are reading today. They are as follows. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 28 to 13, verse 9. John chapter 14, verse 1 to 31. And 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 24 to chapter 15, verse 35. So those are our scriptures that we're reading today. Make sure you get amongst all of those scriptures and get into it. They're in the descriptions as well on every platform. Before we go any further into the Bible, we have to talk about the brew today. And I'm excited because today we're trying our Coffee Tech Ethiopia Gori Gesha Natural with the beautiful packaging. And we're trying this today as an espresso. You remember the last time we tried this? It was lovely. Uh, good, like a, a, an above average taste. Today as the espresso, let's see if we can get... Well, I just hit the mic there. That was aggressive. Relax. Let's see if we can get any of those yum-yums. Uh, yum-yums? Sure. Any of, the, any of the good flavors is what I was trying to say. Let's get some of the good flavors. Get the good vibes only out of this coffee. And let's try. So the espresso machine, let's go. Nice. Okay, as an espresso, this is a lot more floral. It's a lot more floral. It's got, a, it's got a, a, quite an acidic taste. The aftertaste of that tea isn't there as much as it was when we last tried this, but uh, it's, it's okay. It's not like, yeah, it's not, it's not the worst coffee that we've tried for sure, but it's definitely not the best. It's not like up there for me as one of the best coffees ever, but this is yum. I would give this one, yeah, I'm gonna say like a 6.8. It's a 6.8. Now it could just be the way that I brewed it at home as always, amateur barista, avid coffee drinker. But I, yeah, I think it's okay. I, I reckon it's it's like, oh yeah, give it a try, but not like a go out and, and, and buy this one for sure. So there you have it. The Coffee Tech Ethiopia Gori Gesha Natural. Up to you. Give it a try if you want to. That is it for the brews though today. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. It's not really about how you start, but it's all about how you finish. Finishing well, I believe, is more important than how you start. Yes, absolutely. Before you throw stones at me, getting off to a great start is helpful. But it's not what makes the big difference. I believe it's how you finish that does. As Christians, we followed the model Jesus, sorry, the model of Jesus, who finished the work that his father gave him to do. And he didn't just finish it, but he finished it well. So the question then is, how do we finish well? The first thing we have to do is look through a longer lens. Our proverb today, it encourages us to look long and live a life of righteousness. We have to avoid temptation. We have to keep our focus on Jesus and live in right standing with him. So what does a righteous life actually look like? Well, here are some things from this proverb that we can lean on. Number one, we have to listen to our, our, our parents. I struggle to say that. Maybe I have a problem with this. <laughs> uh, proverbs tells us that a wise child heeds a parent's instruction. And not only that, Honoring your parents is the only commandment of the 10 commandments that has a blessing directly attached to it. So there's so much wisdom in listening to our parents. The second thing is that we have to watch your words. We have to watch our words. Now, those who guard their lips, guard their lives. That's what the proverb says. So it's something to think about. What words are you using? 
Not every word you speak is working for you. Sometimes the words you speak will lead to ruin. So we have to watch our words. The third thing is that we have to do the work diligently. When we're diligent, we're satisfied. There's something so rewarding about actually committing to the hard work and then seeing it pay off at the end of the day. I don't know about you, but I love that feeling. We need to be diligent if we want success in the long run. The fourth thing is that we have to love to hate what is false. The proverb says that the righteous hate what is false. This is the appropriate use of hate. Now, we don't hate people, but we hate sin. Sin provides us with false love, false security, false peace, and false joy. It's all false. So we have to learn to love to hate it. The last thing we need to do if we're going to live a righteous life is we need to invest in integrity. That's where our investment needs to go. When we live righteously, we are guarded if we have integrity. When I say integrity, I'm not saying perfection, okay? I mean real, honest, and genuine. It means don't be a hypocrite. We need to invest into our integrity and into our lives. When we do, we'll finish what we start. We'll turn up when we said we would and will love unconditionally. That is a righteous life. When Jesus was on the earth, he was very clear about his mission. You ever notice that? You read about what Jesus was here to do. He knew. He knew what he was here to do, and he knew that he was about to leave to go back to the Father. Look at what he said. He speaks to the disciples, and he speaks to their hearts. He tells them it's all going to be okay. When we put our trust in Jesus and the longevity of Jesus, we find peace and confidence. We find that peace and confidence so that we can continue to work and keep working on and heading in the direction that we started in the first place. We can trust that he has good plans for our future and that he's coming back again. That through Jesus, we can know God, that he will do greater things through us, that he is the answer to our prayers and that he will answer our prayers and that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. That list that I've just said, you might need to rewind it and listen to it again and again and again because you've got to get that concrete in your heart. It's going to help you finish well when you know who Jesus really is and who it is that you're laboring for. See, now because of Jesus's work on the cross, that we can now be sustained through the power of the Holy Spirit. We do not labor alone or in vain when we labor with Jesus. So we have to understand that if we're going to finish the work, if we're going to actually get to the end of what it is Jesus has asked us to do, then we too have to do it with the Holy Spirit. The Greek word for the Holy Spirit uh, or for Holy Spirit is parakletos, meaning one called alongside. And I love that. It's outworked through many ways, but the big picture is that the Holy Spirit has been called alongside us to give us new strength and new love. See, why could Jesus do everything that he could? It's because he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. See, when we labor in this strength, when we labor or co-labor with Christ, with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we go way further than what we could do alone. And when we finish the task at hand, we do what Jesus did and we complete the work that we are given. The last thing I want to touch on today is when it comes to finishing well is to honor the Lord until the whistle blows. Uh, I talk a lot about football on this podcast and in my life. And Annalise pointed out to me the other day how much I actually relate life to football. But in football, we talk about playing the full 90. Football is a 90-minute game, two halves of 45 minutes. When I say play the full 90, I'm talking about giving it everything until the game is over, until the final whistle blows. It only takes one second to score a goal. It might take 89 minutes and 59 seconds to set the goal up, but it only takes one second to score a goal. And that one second with that one goal could mean victory or defeat. You know, we're really good at as people at giving up when we think it's all over. But 
God only needs one moment. He deserves every second of glory we can give him, but he only needs one moment, one second to change everything in your life. Saul was the guy who started well but finished bad. Largely, he got arrogant and became disobedient. To God, even partial obedience is disobedience. Oh, that's good. That's going to, there's someone, you need to write that down. To God, even partial obedience is disobedience. As we grow and we see God do amazing things, it's easy to think that we've got this all sorted, that somehow we've made it, that we've done something great. Power ultimately is dangerous. The biggest threat to success is success. So what we have to do is make the decision today to live with these three things in mind. We have to always remember that it's the Lord that makes us good and not ourselves. The second thing is that we have to remember that God only needs one second to do something significant. And the third thing is that I haven't seen anything yet. When we live with those three things in mind, we can complete the race. We can finish well. We can play the full 90. We can keep glorifying God until that final whistle blows. And I want to encourage you today that you have more to give and God has more to do in and through your life. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today. First Samuel chapter 15, 22 says, But Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than to sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. This is huge for the Old Testament context because sacrifices were how they were redeemed in the ancient Near East. And in the ancient Near East, all the gods around the, uh, all around Israel, they all were uh, gods that commanded sacrifice to please them. So God here, he's establishing a whole new covenant with them around sacrifice and redemption. But here, right here, right here, we see a huge key to the heart of God. We see that to God, obedience is what he's after, not sacrifice. Yes, sacrifice is a huge part of our Christian faith, but sacrifice tied to obedience is what God is after. So I want to ask you this question. How are you going with your obedience right now? Because obedience is better than any burnt offering or the fat of rams. And that is it for today, the Daily Brew done and dusted, day 144. Thank you so much for joining me here in Auckland City. I've got some exciting things coming up in the next few weeks. We're going to be in Singapore, so we're going to be on the road, and I'm going to bring you with me on that journey at the time of recording. I'm really excited to do this journey with you as we continue to read our Bible, because Bible reading should not be circumstantial. Our faith with God should not be reliant upon our circumstances, and we need to learn how to be people who can adapt to our circumstances and continue to read the Bible and get close to God no matter where we are or when we are there. So I want to encourage you to continue sticking with me throughout this journey and come hang out in Singapore with me. It's going to be amazing. It's coming up in a few weeks time. We've got a few more. uh, I think we've got about a week and a half still to go here in New Zealand and then we're going to be jumping on a plane and heading to Singapore. It's going to be exciting. But today I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God speaks to you through these scriptures as he does with me. That is it though for today. If it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's the end, have a great sleep. And we'll see you tomorrow back here on The Daily Brew for day 145 of 365. We'll see you soon.